This episode of That Record Got Me High is sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic, features absurdist humor and seriously silly amusement key to the sophisticated palette of discerning listeners like you. Visit isthistomorrow.com. You'll find hours of archived entertainment, hundreds of comics to distract from work, responsibilities, or just the existential pain of being alive. Dig through the archive for special Halloween comics, autobiographical strips, and even some in Anaglyph 3D. Also, check out our Society6 merch page for lots of Is This Tomorrow swag. Society6 forward slash Is This Tomorrow. New strip every Monday, now in color. Isthistomorrow.com. So. All right. <laughs> I feel like DJ's not ready. Sash is ready. ready. Come on. Ready. Yeah, you're Born good. ready. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. Today, we have a very special guest. Very that special guest. DJ Smith in the studio. Yay. Hey, <laughs> we are at the Brian Franklin studio in uh, Weston, Florida. And uh, TJ is a photographer, she's a, she's a great photographer, and she's, I would say, uh, can I call you a scenester? She's a local legend. Okay. I think TJ's a local legend. I think everybody she's knows a, who TJ is. If, if you have a show on Facebook listed, TJ will be going. She may not actually oh, go, but she will interested. say she's going. <laughs> I'm very interested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. TJ's going, uh, according to, but she does end up going to a lot of shows. Like I Most do. people say she they'll does. go and they don't go to any, but TJ um, does I do that lot. sometimes. And, well, we all do that sometimes. But if you click interested, that gets you friend. in the loop for info. And then if they can lure your interested into an actual... Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a whole process involved. Oh, yeah. It's a science. And uh, But yeah, but you had, do, you've taken more pictures of more bands oh and, gosh, and shows yeah. and gathering. And he, everyone waits for TJ's pictures because oh, they're Jesus. always great. So It takes uh, a long time, no TJ. Pressure. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. You know what happens? Uh, the difference between stuff that gets lost in the shuffle and the stuff that comes up the next day. What's that? Uh, money, usually. Oh uh, right. Oh yeah. sure. Yeah. Because no, paid. no one. Yeah. None, Nobody's none of our, none of our band our friends. Pictures. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. <laughs> no, no. I mean, she'll be like lucky a, if they even credit her. The that's paid the gig thing. Is a paid gig. <laughs> she tries right. to get yeah, credited. That's, when it that's sucks. like. I would yeah. hate for people that are looking to hire me to think that my turnaround time is reflected in my personal You're, band. No, photos no, no. Yeah. I'm sure they know that. And I have, we, I have actually hired TJ. Actually hired her <laughs> before, and she was very uh, conscientious. Showed sure. up on time. Just the deal. And um, became part of the family. I didn't make and, a fool uh, of myself. She did not overdrink. That was my wife's family's job to make the fools of themselves. So how can right, yeah, people we'll get you if they want to if they want to hire you out? What is, where is the best place to find oh, you? They could probably message me on TJ Smith at TJ Smith? Facebook because my uh, website and my. Do you want to spell your first name? T E A J A Y. That's how it goes. And then Smith is it the traditional S M I T H? It is. It is. Or is it the Patty Smythe? Smythe. Doesn't she spell it Smith also though? Maybe one of them does. One of them does. Was she the one? She's with Richard Hell, right? That was Richard Hell's girlfriend. Oh yeah, that's how she's known. <laughs> so, no, isn't she's she married to uh, John kicking ass McEnroe? And she's married to John uh, McEnroe, I thought. I thought she Patty Smythe with, is really? married to John McEnroe. We're talking about two years. different people. No. Patty Smith from New no, York. No, no, well, no, no. I he, know the he difference. Knows Patty. Talk yeah, about no. Love is a Warrior. 
Yes. Yeah, Peggy yeah, Smythe. She was, and that's Smythe. she was with Richard Hell for a okay, while. Okay, but she's married to John McElroy. Maybe he thought he was going out with the other Patty Smythe. Right. <laughs> he may have. It was he got a glory hit. time. He got hit. All right, but we're not here to talk about any of this All stuff. All the Patties. Who are we My here name to... is Patty Smith. Oh, that's it right. Really is, oh, yeah. look at that. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So what TJ, where'd we get TJ from? Trisha Joan. So where's Patty from? But, Patricia Jones. Patricia Jones Smith. Oh, okay. Wow. Very That's confusing. a Catholic sounding name. <laughs> right? Did I guess right? You did. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. But we're not here to talk about any of that. We're here to talk about TJ's what are we talking about, favorite TJ? band in the universe. And that yes. band is? Duran Duran. Duran Duran. TJ, since I've known TJ, I've known that uh, she's a huge Duran Duran fan. And uh, what record are we doing? Probably their best known record, I think. For sure. The one that uh, broke them in For sure, yeah. America, their second record. Record, which yes. was called Rio. Rio. Her name is Rio. Oh, we have look. We have more guests in the studio now. All right, we didn't introduce the guests because you can't see them. <laughs> They're not going to say anything. Tj's family. Eventually, we will have a Tj's entire family here in the studio, <laughs> right. and it will be. Like Irene there. couldn't come. I invited her, but uh, she was tied up. Okay. Like when she gets on tide, hopefully she'll listen to the episode. All right, so so tell us a little bit about your Duran Duran obsession. When did you? When did Duran? All right, so Duran Duran, they're an English new wave band. They, I didn't know they formed in '78, which is really I didn't know they formed that early. They flailed around for a little while. A Birmingham, England, in 1978. So when did when did you when did they come across your radar? Uh, Well, when I was very young, and I was a big. Michael Jackson fan, I would be just terribly annoyed every time one of their videos would come on because they played Duran a lot. Yeah, they did. On MTV. Yeah. Wait, oh wait. So before I, you became a so fan, you were annoyed? By but wow, yeah. isn't that isn't that how it always is? And the two girls that were in school that were into them were so cool and so beautiful and of I was course. like, I could never be uh, that fan. I know that feeling. And yes. I'm still friends with both of them on Facebook. Really? Molly and Lisa. Yes. Oh. Okay, so you first saw the video. You didn't like them. You didn't like the videos. They annoyed you because you wanted in, this. Yeah. You were say, where's Michael? I want to yes. see another Michael video. Every I don't want to see these goddamn pretty boys from England. Yeah. And then, all right, so that was probably the first, maybe, uh, Planet Earth, they played the yeah. first single. But were you like, even Girls when Rio came film. out, were you still like no, that? No, I wasn't aware of them at all. I wasn't really aware of them until, like, Seven and the Ragged Tiger, when they were at their height in the U.S. Oh, really? Which wasn't, like, their best album, but it was at the peak of their popularity. True. So Was it the one the after, is that the huge. one after Rio? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so wow. When I-, I got to be a fan after that album, and even after the live album they put out after that... Uh, I had caught up on everything in one flat experience. Oh, okay. Then you went back and decided... Which is weird, you don't get it to, like, play out. Yeah. That's... All right. So right away, I'm astounded yeah. because I thought... I would have thought there was something where you saw them or heard them oh, and no. said, oh, my God, this is my band. So I met this girl named Cookie. 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 <laughs> and she couldn't stand me talking about Michael Jackson. She wanted me to shut the fuck up all about right. Michael Jackson. Right. There you go. So she was like, look... Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and break this habit of yours okay. and show you these Duran Duran guys. All right, where did Cookie? Where was this? Long Island. In Long Island. Long Island. Right. Wow. So finally, you. Uh, uh, um, so what songs were on Seven? Was that um, Reflex? Was that yeah. the Reflex and yeah. all that? Okay. Yeah. See, I, I remember and that. And they did that live video that was like super um, futuristic and high tech and 
you know, big production number. That yeah. Video well, was it Wild time. Boys? Was that? Yeah, was that, that was after. That, that was. was uh, okay. That all was a blur uh, to me. the only new single that came off the live album Arena. Okay. And well, it was kind of forgettable, but the video was pretty amazing. Well, all right. So this changes my my questioning though, because I, I know. Thought, well, because originally I was going to ask you, but I guess I guess it's still uh, pertinent. Do you think, and I want you to be completely honest with me, because we're all, the record got me high is all about honestly now. At first, at first it was about bullshit, but then we got, <laughs> right. yeah, you we might got as well schooled, be honest. We got schooled no on comedy. that, and we said, yeah, yeah no, no, more no, comedy. No, we'll just, we're going to be honest, brutally okay. honest. Okay. Would you be, do you think you would be as big a Duran Duran fan if they look like, say, oh. Motorhead? <laughs> or, <laughs> or ACDC? I kind of like them funny looking, so you got to be careful with well, let's see. How about if they looked like... Um, I don't think it Me would've... and Barry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but is that... Do you think... Now, be honest. Do you think, I mean... Well, is... I mean, they're, they were really kind of like all styling. And they I were. think if they were doing exactly the same thing with the same visuals and the same fashion and the same <coughs> design, it didn't really come down to the fact that John Taylor's bottom lip is the most delicious yeah, bottom lip yeah. ever created I by do him. Th- no, I, I mean, that's that like bonus. I do have a follow-up John Taylor yeah. question for you, but I mean, oh, yeah, I'll, I'm save sure. that. I'll save that one. <laughs> I think it's all of a piece. I don't think you can put aside the way they look no, and the way not. they sound. Right, with right. This, yeah. I, I agree. And, and, they and wouldn't also, have sounded like right. that. And also, no. I don't think... It's a bad thing, like to say that they had a style and a stylist, because one of my favorite no. punk bands, the Ramones, had a stylist. Right? Yeah, of course. They had um, Vega, uh, Arturo Vega. Arturo Vega, who's also of, dead, by the way. Uh, did he? Did he just no, <laughs> no, no, he's been dead a little while. But yeah, yeah, he designed their uh, logo, that iconic logo, yeah, and their obviously. big Ramones banner, and the way yeah. they and they all dressed a certain way. So they they had their style and everything, and they were, and that's and right. That, and, but you had to. Thing about being in the Ramones was it was twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was. Oh, it was a lifestyle. Oh, yeah. well, I think with Duran, I don't think Duran. Do you think they were walking around in like shorts and and, uh, and yeah. uh, flip flops? Yeah, so were they, they really? Were. Oh, yeah, okay. still, yeah. yeah. Oh, were they? Uh, I don't. Well, know. I mean, we when they know. when they started out, uh, they were super fancy club boys that just you know had different color hair and oh, okay. were putting thought into their. Outfits and wearing ladies' blouses with lots of flounce in the front and stuff. And so they <laughs> oh were, yeah, because they were originally, like because originally, yeah, a new romantic. They were yes. kind of lumped in with the new romantic were, scene, which were was, like bands like Spando Ballet yeah, yeah, and right. but they didn't Visage. Really fit in that. No, role. no, they didn't. They were sort of lumped in with that. Yeah, but they, yeah, I guess they got rid of the ruffles and they just they just well, they, dressed like stylish, you know. When they first started they were good looking um, men. They were dressing themselves and then they were managed by some guys that ran a nightclub. And oh, so they gave them okay, jobs okay. doing crap around the club and right. then they would play regularly and they started investing their money into them and buying them clothes and stuff like happens. Oh, uh, okay. All right. But then when the big money got involved they were like wearing a lot of Anthony Price Yes, outfits I, I, and yeah, and they um, had a stylist. I think they work with stylists named uh, Perry Haynes and uh, fashion. Uh, I don't know designers. that designers. Yeah, de- yeah, such as Khan and Bell and Anthony Price. He does his research? Yeah, Anthony yes. Price. Uh, yeah, right. And they, very uh, much. The and Anthony they had Price. a very elegant image, and that was all. But it was part of. But but still, if if the songs weren't so great, and, they really were. and if they and if they yeah. weren't such still a great are. band, it wouldn't catchy, have, all that would have just yeah would have went by the wayside. And I'm going to be honest right now. I'm going to I'm going to give you. Right from the get-go. He says that at least once per episode. <laughs> no, don't, I know. I'm going like, to be honest. 
like he's ever gonna lie. No, this is a really this is a really good record, and the songs are good. But yes. I'm, if I sound snarky or if I make comments that are snarky against them, it's mainly because they're so good looking. They're such they good are. looking men. I know you they can't are. help and, it. Right? You can't help it. No, yeah. you've got to give me that slap. And they, when you know? if you watch the live stuff, you. like the live performances. They're spot on. They they're play. Spe- they're they, they can play the songs. They're stuff. not screwing but around. Just they're just Were you God. watching uh, recent stuff or? No, I was watching recent. stuff from back in the. Like I watched their New York club debut. Yes, I watched that too. Right, and I right, was like, right. damn. Yeah, they, I was wow. wondering for a while if, if they were lip syncing no. because it sounded good. And, and it's you like, watch, oh shit, and you're they're like, not. Oh, they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, John Taylor is a beat. Not only is he a magnificent specimen of man, <laughs> but he's a he's a monster bass player. And and how could you? You can't like a person like that. He could be the greatest oh, guy I, in the I, world. I, I'm not yeah, going to Yeah, he's like so easy to yeah. like. All right, one more. All right, just my follow-up John Taylor question to you, and I'm not going to bother you on this line of questioning, but I want oh, you, to be, come up again, I want you to be brutally honest with me now. Yeah, brutally honest please. with me. If John Taylor called up right now and just said, TJ, well, me and you met, we met that time, and I, I never could get you out of my mind, and what, life's too short. I'd say, move, I know. All right, move, <laughs> move to England and be with, I want you, or, or wherever, Barbados, or, or wherever the fuck he lives now, I want you to move here and be with me. Would you? Would you drop the, everything and go be with John? What Taylor? would I have I to would. drop? What would I have? I'm, to drop? I would. All right, so you would. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for that. Call. John. All right, well, I'm TJ, I'm I, by my I have a big surprise for you. We have a we have a phone call actually right now. John Taylor's in Western Florida. Yeah, but there's a lot of John Taylors. We could get like any John Taylor. Be, oh yeah. I might right. notice the difference. You might. Speaking of Taylors, so no. Let me tell you a story based on that. Okay. Is that I feel bad for any John. Taylor that lived in the New York area in the 80s because every single John Taylor in Manhattan <laughs> got called by every yeah, Dranny, including uh, me and my friend Cookie. Oh, and Cookie. The, like, we were like, maybe he's in the book. Why wouldn't he be in the book? Do you think he's in the book? Are That's still awesome. in touch with Cookie? Oh, yeah, every day. Oh, right. great. Well, yeah. shout out to Cookie. We Cookie, know you're going to listen to this one. Uh, and Cookie's sort of <laughs> respond, or oh, partially responsible. I tell her or really often that she ruined my life. She did. Well, in a way, but she, kind she probably of. did. But I think you probably on, contributed you, to that yourself a little well. bit. Right? <laughs> you <laughs> added something to, so, some to the a mix. A little bit. So speaking of Taylor, there was three guys in the band with the last name Taylor, not related, right? Not related. That's so weird. You got John Taylor, the bass player. You got Andy Taylor, the guitar player. Yes. And Roger Taylor, the yes. drummer. And also, wait, there's another Roger Taylor. What's Queen's Trummer? Uh, Queen's Trummer is also Roger, Roger Taylor. Taylor. Isn't that funny? Yeah, both drummer. My, what a yeah, coincidence, right? Great drum. Both really good drummer. I'd say the Queen Roger drummer, uh, Taylor may be a little better. But, uh, but uh, better, really. He's a, well, he's a great drummer. He's a great drummer. Oh. <laughs> but a classic rock. But Roger, uh, our Roger Taylor quit for a little while between like 85-ish really? and 2000. That's a big, oh, yeah. oh, so he ran came a back. farm in England for really? a while. And he came back. The yeah, original ran, five came back together. If it was a farm, you can't get any girls and you can't get, right. you don't make so any money. He, he went home and had like four children and raised animals and all crops by himself, Parthenogenesis. With his wife. And then, <laughs> and then in 2000, whatever, he got back on the train and found a new wife and a new baby. Wow. And, of course he did. Yeah. Well, good for him. There was a good, there's one good quote from the singer Simon. Le Bon, Le bon. He was asked Early on he was asked Why Why do rock stars Always date models Because they're all they dating can. models Because yeah. they can yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding There's no That's Come on you, knew that. you didn't can. need notes For that And well. I actually think It was John that said that But okay Alright so let's get so, all Speaking right, so. Oh just I got an anecdote I think Rick Kasich and what was her name? Remember Paulina. the Paulina, Paulina. Porchkova? I believe they just got a divorce. Did they they did. Really? Yeah, yeah, they did. Right. They were together, they were together forever. forever. What you don't know about him is he's really old. 
Is he even like, older than he we was, think? Yes. Yeah. He's a lot of... He was Methuselah sort of... older than Methuselah. He was like in his 40s when the cars were... Like one of the were. stones. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. They were wow. younger, but he had been around the Boston scene for a Maybe while. Maybe she got LASIK done or something in real life. Finally realized <laughs> what the hell he looked what like. What am I yeah. doing? <laughs> um, like, oh, I, I am not Hey, bro. But hey, yeah. Got some bad news for you, bro. You know what I remember about them is that she she declared, because of course when they got together, everybody was like, what the hell? (laughs) Right. And she was like, we have the best sex anybody's ever had. And I don't really get what you think. (laughs) And I was like, okay. She actually, I remember she seemed really cool. I remember whenever I hear uh, interviews with her and stuff, she seemed like pretty cool. Like she had her head on straight. Um, all right, so let's get into this record already. Side one, first song is Rio. Rio. Her name is Rio. And uh, I caught a lot of flack in, back in Orlando back in the day from some of my friends who were like, you know, cool boys. music. Yeah. Because for liking that video, I was like, look, people, this video is really incredible. <laughs> something for everyone. <laughs> the song is good. There is. It's a good song. And it's yeah. a great song, and the visuals are awesome. It goes perfectly together. Though. Yeah, exactly. Everything really fits together. And, and also, I read, you know, um, I did read something, Simon LeBond, saying that it wasn't totally meant to be taken. Like, it was a little... Uh, Tongue, tongue in cheek, cheek yeah, in a way, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like they're they, because they, they had actually <laughs> no. At that point, <laughs> right? None of them had really lived that kind of life. Yeah, it was but like, they were aspiring to them, and yeah. so that's basically the song. Now, Rio, I oh, until just now um, doing uh, research on it, I always assumed it, it was a girl or it was about Rio. The but river. it's not. It's about the United. They're using it as a metaphor mm-hmm. for the United States. Yeah. They're using Rio because they wanted to uh, they they wanted to conquer the United States and they used it as a uh, as a metaphor for America. Well, the Rio Grande. The is, Rio Grande oh, yeah. separates the U.S. from Mexico, and it says they feel um, the lyrics they say from mountains in the north down to the Rio Grande. So yeah, they're talking yeah. about America. Yeah, look at that. Yep. Clever boy. I mean, they came over the first time and they opened for Blondie again, and stuff, but they yeah. didn't get very far. Nobody really noticed. What oh, they were when doing. after the first album, Before they, they came. Right, right. Yeah, well, this was definitely the record that. So I think broke they went back home US. like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were—they're kind of—you could tell from this record—they're kind of obsessed with America, which I guess a lot sure, of British sure. bands are. They're well, like, because that's of the, the, thing. the Beatles too coming over, and that's the the trail they blazed. Yes, and, so that's you have right. to come. All right, so. <laughs> so right away, it sounds as soon as the song starts, you, it sounds like they're having more fun than I've ever had in my yeah, life. For real. And there's a girl. And uh, by the way, the girl who laughs in the song is the girlfriend of Nick Rhodes at the time. It was his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Who, uh huh. Who because because of course Nick yeah. Rhodes' course. girlfriend is going to one dancing. And there's a there's a there's a sax solo again, not Sonny Rollins no. playing sax. <laughs> who, who played the solo on that? Do you Andy think? Hamilton. Andy and you Hamilton know what? What's amazing sex. about that is that he continued playing with them live as recently as, I don't know how recently exactly, but he was on the 2005 tour. Really? The yeah, same Playing dude. the same okay, song. Good for and, him. And, but he's played with Bowie. and I mean, he hardly was sitting he, at home in between. It's good. It's very, the thing is, it's, it's very, it, no, it's, it's good. Right. No, no, <laughs> the, the playing's fine. It's very 80 sounding. It is very the way they, sounding. The way yep. they record right. it. The way yeah, of course. It, it isn't, nat, it isn't a natural sax sound. It's no. kind of a processed it sax is. sound. It is. It's the way they is, did it in the you know, 80s. It was the 80s, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, which is just something. And also, but this this song also has some sophisticated uh, sure synth does. stuff that yeah. arpeggio, apparently, it's an 
arpeggiator where, yeah. you, where you hit a note you and then three it, notes and, and then it plays them all it, it plays all the notes right. like scattered in between John and, Mahoney uh, will, will listen to this and he can clue us in yeah 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 so it's it's pretty cool actually and I, I don't know if that's a result of the keyboard player Nick's doing or if it was production I like, I don't know the nitty gritty of well, that well live I can you can watch him he's just playing he just like he's presses it, the notes yeah. and then it it starts the starts looping and he'll change right. you play three more notes and it yeah. it, it, it changes it, everything is driven from his little right. they call him the controller but a lot He's driving the whole thing from over Oh, okay. There. And and a lot of this record, you can tell they're using new effects. They're using like, yeah. like it's a, drum sounds. It's like right. Using synth Classic drums 80s sounds that yes, yes. would but become more and more prevalent. Right, right. They're definitely right. using new stuff. Um, all right. Here's one... Um, Here's one line though that I'm gonna, I'm just gonna point out because I thought <laughs> it was funny. You're gonna make me answer too. Ethan, um, oh yeah, I've seen you on the beach and I've seen you on TV. Yeah. Two of a billion stars. It, it, means, it means so much to me, like a birthday or a pretty view. <laughs> All right, I'll give him a birthday meaning a lot to you, but uh, no, a, a view, a pretty view. But uh, it means like a birthday shouldn't. When you're a man, a grown man, your birthday shouldn't mean that much to you. Uh, he's a little bit like a man child. How old was he? Is like yeah. a man child. He just right? turned sixty. I think right. the other day. Oh, so and yeah. I, actually, that's my favorite couplet in the whole song. Oh, is really? it really? Yeah. yeah, I think it's great. Whenever he says it, I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Like a birthday or it's a pretty so view. simple. Everyone yeah, can relate yeah. to that. The words are actually not bad on this whole record. There's some there's birthdays. some spots hit or miss where it's kind of yeah, poetry, right. kind of bad yeah. poetry. Right. But, but then there's some uh, there's some high school poetry and then there's some college poetry. Exactly. Yeah. But that's yeah. how old he was too. Literally <laughs> when he wrote like the right. first and second album. I just I just think in general you're old. Once you're past 21, your birthday shouldn't be that. You don't make a big deal of your birthday. Yes. All right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. In general. Whatever you. This is Rob. Opinion. All right, All right. and uh, that's because I want to have my own way. Ah! And now we're on song number two. Segway. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this. First, you can't say enough about John Taylor's bass playing. Is this the one that you were most impressed by? What the bass playing? Yeah, the, the my the, own way. Um, I mean, the the playing throughout. Throughout. Just, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, these guys are not. This one seems around. like the no, and, hardest one. And some songs yeah. he's playing a. Uh, well, the fretless bass, not this one, but there's some song you could hear you tell you playing fretless. And if you fretless. listen to the the notes he's playing, and you think about, like, oh, you know, I can play bass, and Rod can play bass, but then you go, damn, he's really, and it's, yeah. you can play a lot of notes and suck, right. or you can play a lot of notes and be good and have it added to the song. And another band that had that that particular thing was um, Heaven 17 had an amazing bass. Remember Heaven 17? I don't remember Heaven 17. And they had an incredible bass player. Okay. And okay. so it was a it was a thing. But that style of bass playing is no no more. Right. In it pop music. Not, yeah. yeah. But for a while it was it oh, was the, yeah. the the bee's knees. But he did it exceptionally well though. Uh, yeah. Great note choices and very oh, and very smooth. It didn't sound forced or anything. It was very groove. He threw this good. groove. Yeah, he's yeah, just he's good. good. He's just playing oh, like virtual. So and he looks like an and he looks like an angel. So again, I and he's really freaking nice. The, yeah. I, I saw you at the air race. Air race. What what's a great air race. I think it must oh, okay. be. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the military. Planes. Which no, I no, think was a plane. Oh yeah. Like you know, they have they have them in Vegas and stuff where there's big open spaces, and it, maybe rich people go because rich people can afford to. Race it's not like the air show where all the, like the bumpkins like go down that. to the beach and <laughs> yeah, drink sort of Budweiser. Not quite. So once again, this song very eighty sounding, but also very good and very catchy. Yep. A lot of these songs uh, became like earworms to me, which I forgot. I remember. Uh-huh. Me, it's funny. Me and Barry both said but you that, didn't know this one, right? That, I, I knew this whole record because 
me and Barry both had Duran Duran records on our collection because why? Because our girlfriends, now yeah. wives, right. had their records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why. Yeah, yeah. Lisa had it. For sure. I wonder why. Why did yeah. our wives have to wear into Duran Duran? There's a reason for yeah, that. Yeah, they could be listening to words. mysterious. Yeah, they were listening um, to the lyrics. But again, he's also showing their obsession with New York. Because at the end, he's talking about being on, on 45 between 6 and uh, I have Broadway. a story about that. Okay, let's I hear do. it. Let's hear it. Back in 2005, when they sold out Madison Square Garden, they had the after party at a club that was on 45th Street. Between Fifth and Broadway. Really? They really did. Wow. I was like, wait a second. Are we on 45th between Fifth yeah, and Broadway? Yeah. And how, I don't know if they did it on purpose or not, but of they. Of course they must, they had to have. I drank a 7 Up, that's all I know. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> 7 Up. So, well, again, they're clearly obsessed with America. Okay, now here's one that I didn't, I, I, I was curious about and I didn't have, I didn't research. Um, so, now you're on the sand lane every day dancing with the bulls in any old way. And you got anybody, this, we're talking about like, uh, is that like dancing with the bulls? I think I'm about like running at the bulls. Running with the bulls. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about of. the sand line. I mean, I always see it as a bullfighting kind of Thing? theme, yeah, but, okay. but that's because the video. And I don't uh, know if, it, okay. if that's colored it. The video is very like, you know, girls with flouncy skirts and. Right. Yeah, the styling is very. So now, also, so when you finally um, got into this band and appreciated them, did you you went back and started yeah. appreciating all those videos that you poo pooed when you were Miss Miss Michael when you were wearing your your glove, your shiny right. glove, I running know. around the house going, <laughs> "Where's Michael Jackson coming?" There's nothing wrong. No, with that's Michael that. Jackson. No, there's nothing. Nothing is. Um, all right, so the third song good. is "Lonely in Your Nightmare." Mm-hmm. Good chorus. Another, on this one. yeah, really good chorus. A really catchy song. Did you watch the video for that one? Um, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Were we, super, we were watching something else on TV last night. No, yes, we don't were do that. The election. It was horrible. All right, uh, this is a moodier, uh, moodier <laughs> yes. feel, and also very yeah, is, musically inventive. This song has yep. a lot of. Uh, shit going on in it. It does. And um, yeah, which I probably missed the first time around. And I'm this sure song. this record was sequenced very carefully. Yes. And we should talk about the well, mix. That's why I, yeah, I, I couldn't pick another album because there's every single thing about it is nobody would change a damn thing. I've no, no, heard. you're right. And every song is, is, is pretty much a great song yeah. and it is from beginning to end. It's, it is and the styling and the packaging, right. everything. We haven't talked about their influences though. Um, any and we were um, obviously Roxy Music. Roxy right? Music. What about Japan? The band oh, Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because Japan were a little bit artier, mm-hmm. but for this, but they had the bass playing thing yes. with uh, Mick Carn, their bass player, right. was an awesome bass player. Yes, they and declared the style, that influence often. Yeah. yeah, okay. And I feel like they, they want. I feel like they they for wanted to be arty in a way, yeah. but they but they also were happy being a a, a pop band. They uh, wanted they, to be like a really good thing. pop. I think they really wanted to be able to pull it off live, which is the important part. Yes, and they did. Yeah, like I said, watching these uh, videos of them live. Yeah, that's and um, that's that's they did. We we've discussed. Well, that'll keep it real. We talked about the uh, last week with Big Star, like Big Star. That these their first album, especially had a big production, and then you go out and try and play it live, and it's difficult because and how'd that go? Well, I don't think it went well. (laughs) (laughs) Although they they oh they oh I was supposed to we got a guy on. SoundCloud, I'm reaching out to you, Guy, 
whose name I'm not going to look up, but he said the reason that that Rock Critics Convention was in Memphis, that's why Big Star played. Oh, they hey, just had I to did drive see up that. Yeah, someone. To play so it. thank you. Yeah, thanks, people. Thank you for coming. You know, if you if you hear interaction shit, is good. It, yeah, it yeah, is. it is. It's awesome. And uh, all right, so uh, in this song, even even on the darkest night, when empty promise means empty, empty hand, hand, and soldiers coming home like shadows turning red. When the lights of hope, these are good lyrics, actually. When the lights like of hope are fading quickly, then look to me. I'll be your homing angel. I'll be in your head. So he just he just wants you to let him in. your you're lonely in your nightmare. Let him, let Simon in. He's why would you romantic. not? Let, why would you not let Simon Lebon into your nightmare? Right? I don't know. <laughs> He seems a little problematic to me. Really? Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, you're Team John. You're, you're John. You're all about John. Yeah, John is Mr. Reliable. I will say one thing about Simon Lebon. <laughs> I'm not... The, the thing I'm least a fan of in Duran Duran, I think, is his, his voice. I was never a fan of his voice, and I was trying to figure out what I don't like about it. And I think he's not... He, I don't think he's... First of all, I don't think he's that great a singer, but that's fine, because there's plenty of people... That I love that talking I'm talking to great. Mike Rob. I'm the, talking to the mic. It's right here. I'm right here. Jesus Christ. I'm the engineer of this damn thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I totally lost my train of thought. Is it the his way voice. he delivers it or is that I think it's voice. his deliver no, what I don't like is that I feel like he doesn't he tries sometimes to oversing uh, and he uh, can't. And it's the same reason why I can't stand that Anthony Kiedis guy, the red hot chili pepper guy, because oh, he can't sing at all. Don't put him but in the same tried, category. Yeah, no, but don't, for that but I don't like if, if you it's fine if you have your voice, you have a Character, we are but sometimes never, you're trying never, 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 ever, never doing a red hot chili, chili peppers, peppers. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. We'll say that right we are me and Barry are in total agreement on this. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but actually, listening to this more, I realized he's he definitely has a a a style and the way he uh, his delivery. I don't know. I used to think I guess it was a little milk toasty. But uh, it, well, they're they're not. That's the thing. It's like okay, so you have you have these influences. Roxy music, and you have Japan, right? Very, very smooth, <clears throat> kind of icy, smooth. So uh, they've got. If that. you're looking for grit, you're not going to find it. No, that's, that's yeah, not yeah. their thing. They're, which is not, which is fine. Yeah, it's not fair. It's mainly probably just because he's so goddamn he's good very looking. Pretty. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it's what turns me off. If he was, yeah, if you look like Graham Parker, if you look like Graham Parker, I'd probably right, be fine. Yeah. Right, or magazine, Howard <laughs> <laughs> <Tower> Devoto. <laughs> he was balding, like, yeah. <laughs> and had a, 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 a big hook nose, like me then uh you know i'd probably uh, i'd like him you would relate to him i could relate that's it see i relate him as hell yeah he really is yes um still is and you wonder if when they were putting the band together they went like i don't think it hurt by gosh we're all handsome (laughs) well they started out the two of them that started out were nick the keyboard player who was the uh, largest japan influence very Ah, david so yeah 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 Yeah. right styling and then john taylor who was you know as we've said yes we might do a japan record and then uh when the third one that come in was uh i think roger and he's i would say like so far as being like the handsome man you know like okay he's like the handsome man oh really yeah very handsome boy oh okay the drummer oh wow well he's behind the drums i didn't even know yeah he's kind of quiet he's not very personable sorry Oh, really? Um, but okay. um, They're not going to listen to this, so don't worry. You can say anything you want about Duran <laughs> that's, Duran. That's, I can say anything I want. That's sax really? player. That sax player wasn't that good looking. <laughs> Andy Hamilton? Aw. <laughs> not that good looking. He but is I guess also a very nice that's boy. Why, yeah, but that's why they never made him a full member, probably. All right, so now is a, uh, a good they time. They couldn't afford him at some We're point. at the halfway point. We're going to take a little break. We're talking Duran Duran with T.J. Smith. Her daughters are here being very quiet. Hey, quiet, say like something. little mice. T.J.'s daughters. Yeah. <laughs> 
Introduce yourselves. Marley and... I'm Marley. Marley and... Sophia. And Sophia. They're drawing. We're talking to them like they're a little girl. Like they're they're six and ten. (laughs) Do you want a snack? (laughs) All right, we're going to take a little break. We're going to refill Marley's drink. She's drinking the hard liquor, the that record gummy eye cocktail. And we'll be back in a minute. We'll be back. Is This Tomorrow started out as a comic that ran in the Tallahassee, Florida College paper, The Florida Flambeau, in 1991. After running a number of strips, the editor became infuriated with the content of the strip, finding it inappropriate for the readers of a college paper. After a strip about a bachelor party, where Bonnie Rubble was killed after an argument with a pimp, ITT was no more. In the past 15 years, Is This Tomorrow has appeared weekly, though the format has changed. The current strips are in full color and focus on current events and the absurdity of modern life. Many of the strips in the archive cover genres such as science fiction, satire, horror, biography, humor, and true crime. So make ITT the second window open on your computer at work that you minimize when your box walks up to your cubicle. IsThisTomorrow.com and for associated merchandise, Society6.com forward slash IsThisTomorrow. Blah, blah. All right, let's get but, into it. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk I'm about already it. recording. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we start stop talking about the other subject, I hit press record. Poop. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> that record got me high. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we're one, here with you our... know, one, way, one week we're going to screw that up. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to call yourselves by the wrong name? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's Elmer Fudd. We're with TJ Smith. Smith. Patricia... And... Joan. Patricia Joan, Joan Smith uh, of Long Island. Patricia Joan Joy Smith Pearson. Are you from Long Island? Were you born in Long Island? Yeah. Oh, nice. Babylon. I was born on Staten Island. Oh, yeah? Yes, That's I was. kind of not the same. No, it's not. No. <laughs> did you live there for very long? No, I was no, just born there. Not. I didn't know nothing about it. We oh, oh yeah, yeah. You were imported yeah. to a different area. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about... <laughs> Has he told you about that? Rio Duranda. No, no, that's definitely off air. Conversation <laughs> from another time. That's right. definitely off air. All we're right. talking about Rio uh, Duranda, and we're on song number four, their breakout American hit, Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. What a great song. Yeah. This one's... Ooh. They did it, too. They broke it. They wanted to break out in America, and they did it with this they did song. It. They, they did, did it. it I would song. not be surprised if they're talking about the U.S. when they talk about that their could hunger. Be. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, be. right. Yeah, I'm sure it's true. about a girl. But. Uh, yeah, well, I feel like uh, most songs in here you could say have a little Success double Success and women. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's definitely Slaying sex. the beast there's one like way or another. underlaying of it could be, oh, that could be talking about sex in almost <laughs> every song, really. Um, all right, so dark in the city, night is a wire, steam in the subway, earth, earth is, a, is fire. a fire, and then do, 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 do. <laughs> which Sting, Sting stole that sort of. For, did he really? Well, oh, did, uh, did you do, 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 do. Die? <laughs> no, Don't ever really. give Sting credit for anything. At the same time, though, I don't know which one came first. Uh, yeah, this we're going to say Duran Duran because <laughs> so, we're not going to give Sting credit. Well, for when anything. they played this song in. Eighty-nine, I think it was. They, I guess, they must have been sick of playing it the way it was on the record. Oh, really? Because they rearranged the entire song. Oh, really? And they, including the doo 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 part went totally different. Wow! Which was left like ninety-nine percent of the crowd to just stand there and be oh, left behind. So it wasn't. But yeah. I, I saw um, uh, eighteen shows on that tour. And so by the third show, I was super TJ proud of myself that I knew <laughs> that I knew with the way the doo doos went. Yeah. yeah, eighteen shows on one tour. Well, it was two legs of the one tour. Wow! And you, yeah. So you followed them around? Quite literally. No, that's cool. I mean, that's something people do. But 
you think about people doing that for the dad. Yeah, the yeah, fish. for sure. But Duran Duran, hey. Well, when I when are, I did you must, it, you in, probably uh, met other Durannies that did that. Very right? few. In '87, when I met them, it was maybe eight girls in all of the U.S. that were traveling, wow. and then the East Coasters. A cookie and the West. The cookie no, one? Cookie oh, was never cookie. much of a follower. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. yeah. But uh, like the Philadelphia girls and the the um, New York girls would be on this one track, and then every once in a while, like Cece from California came over to New York and saw some New York shows, and it was like. Wow. Huge. It was epic. It was like, holy shit, she came from California. You really guys were but the... now people do that all the time. So did you guys, when you were, to, did you interact with the band during this stuff? Yeah, I mean, you would, yeah, whenever okay. possible. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> now, how are the Duran, were Duran Duran good with their fans? Were they good? Very. Fans? Like, they, they, they were, really right? seem to enjoy being famous and good. all that good stuff. Yeah, well, why the hell would you not? Uh, right, why not? Enjoy it. Uh, Nick, Ro- <laughs> Nick Rhodes' girlfriend uh, appears again in this song with the laugh at the beginning. That right. laugh at the beginning is again Nick Rhodes' girlfriend. Which, do you know who she was at the time, maybe? No, I can't, even, I can't even yeah. recall the name. Like, I'm not the Durani historian. Okay, okay. And, uh, and also the... Ruth Buzzy. Oh, that would be Buzzy. awesome. The, the <laughs> moaning... It's so weird that you say that because I was outside their hotel in 87 in Los Angeles. And you know when you're at somewhere like that right. other famous so, people famous come show up. Don't tell me you saw I'm Ruth fucking, Buzzy. I'm totally serious. No. Ruth Buzzy drove up there and I, nobody else knew who it was. And I was like, All Ruth right. Buzzy. Oh, my awesome. God. Uh, anyway. I'm a little telepathic crazy. sometimes. All right, now weird, this song, a couple of drinks in me. This song has... I was good. Phyllis another, Diller was the other choice. No, I've never <laughs> met her. Sorry. Now this song has another little special meaning that connects us, TJ, Why? a little bit. Why? Hungry oh, like, because you played man. it once for me at my house party. At TJ's house. It was a special show that I my old band, Shark Valley Sisters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> your old band. For your, um, Irene, your sister Irene sort yes. of got us for, for your birthday to play. Oh, no, not birthday. Was it a New Year's? Was it, it was New Year's? a Christmas party, but she uh, it was a sponsorship level. But it was level it was that South I, Florida. So yeah, yeah. Surprise yeah. show sure we played, and we learned the song. And TJ, you were sitting on the roof of your house yes. while we were playing it, and you told me later that you were crying a little while we were yeah, playing it. I got pictures so, of that. Let me ask you. I know you've led a very interesting, according to my mom, the most interesting life. <laughs> oh, of, of great moments in your life. Uh, top that was, 20? That was, was top pretty, 20? pretty good. All right, yeah, so top 20. Yeah. pretty good. I'm not, I'm not if asking If I had had for... chocolate in my hand, I think it might be in <laughs> yeah. the, like, the top 10. All right. all right, but top 20. That's all I'm asking It was pretty amazing. For. You know what, though? Fausto kind of fucked it up. Oh, of course. Yeah, I don't always. mean like the playing. Because he gave it away. Was he gave it away. Yeah, he was like, hey, we're going to play you a special oh, song. He can't keep and I was like, can't, he can't no, don't tell me. And he's like, are you hungry? Yeah, and I was like, God damn it, Fausto, can you be I'm more obvious? Yeah, I'm going to tell you something, man. You, I'm not supposed to tell you, but yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. So then when you started it, I knew right away. Right. I was like, here it comes. Yeah. Okay, real quick, I've, uh, because I, I like to And you got the do-do-do's right all the way through. And Bridget did a lovely backup on that one. Well, she got Trouble for some she said, thing. somebody come up here and help me with the doo-doos. I, <laughs> but you were up on the roof. You could. I was on the roof. Yeah. All right. Fun fact in this song, because I love finding fun fact. The outfit that John Taylor, bassist John Taylor, wore in the video was used as the basis for styling the character... Sonny Crockett. I did Played not by Don Johnson. Know that. On the 1986 show Anthony Miami Vice. I bet it was. <laughs> whatever it was, whatever they used that they as the like, basis. Someone right. saw that for the show and said, hey, that's yes. how Sonny Crockett's going to That sweaty boy Cops looks like right. he's overdressed, right. but he looks good. Cops running around cocaine. And then he was a guest Miami. on that show. Was he really? Yeah, when they were the, well, when him and one of the other members, Andy, was uh, in a band called The Power Station, they were guest stars on oh. Miami Vice. Oh, 
Yeah, so it's full circle then full again, circle. right? All right, so we get to the last song on side one because back now when you had this, did you ever have this as, oh, a, yeah. as a record? You did flip it over. Okay, it would be awesome. a separate experience. All right, last yeah. song side one is "Hold Back the Rain." And this one, I would say, nothing on this record particularly rocks out, but I would say this one rocks <laughs> out about as hard as anything's going to rock yeah. out on a Duran Duran right. record. Yep. Uh, well, which is, is still not very did, hard. They didn't really play it live very often, but then oh, really? they brought it back big time in 2005. And every time I would take note of that, it looked to me like John was really had to try he had to like really buckle down maybe that's why they didn't play it was hard to sing and and really oh oh you mean the hard to do yeah hard to like play really that part. dig in the oh, whole song okay, okay. i wondered if that's why they had put it off for so long but maybe. Well, did you now it's busy do you know about the art about the lyrics in this song though about uh apparently the song is about addiction yes and the lyrics are written by simon Specifically for as a message to John. Yes. Oh, really? I did hear that. I don't know if they that he needed to rein in yeah. his excesses a little because apparently Which him and the I guitar believe. player Andy Taylor were like getting out, and I guess Andy Taylor got really out of control for a while. Um, but yeah, so this is specifically in I a, guess in a Miami wrote, Vice kind of way. Yes, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So he wrote it specifically it was, for John, powdery. probably yeah. just to John because he probably uh, didn't really give a shit about Andy Taylor. Aww, <laughs> how'd you know? No, I'm just joking. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, but it's when you read the lyrics, it's kind of hard to even glean that it's about that. But I guess because it says, um, "People tell me I haven't changed at all, but I don't feel the same." And I bet you've had that feeling too. You, you can't laugh. La- you can't, you can't laugh, laugh all the time. Yeah. yeah, right. If you take cocaine, you can, you can yeah. laugh a lot. Eventually, you got to go to sleep, though. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, what's funny is that John went sober, I think it was in 95, and has remained so since then. Oh, good for him. Because he wasn't super... quite as perfect. That that just made him perfect. He wasn't, that was the one thing that and he he's, wasn't oh, perfect. Oh, of course, he's just amazingly supportive to other people in their sobriety course, journey and is involved course. in all variety of uh, fundraising for efforts for... Oh. Music musicians that are looking. Well, for people on the road. Road to recovery is the name of a program that he's involved the, in. Yeah, the road I think is boredom oh, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, and it's there, and someone says, "Basically, hey, we know people. We know people that aren't on the road. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's they right. <laughs> they don't need the road. No. All right, so we flip the record over and we start side two with new religion. New religion. And this is probably my favorite, one of my favorite oh, really? songs on the record. It is. Huh. I, I just remembered oh. I liked this song from back in the day. I remember I thought it was. It, it has a really cool opening, like a little moody opening. Yeah. And then it goes into a riff, which, Barry, listen to this again. It reminds me of Scary Monsters era yeah, Bowie well, a lot. Yeah, you right? know, that that record could be under a lot, some of this. I right, gotta pay right, more right. Right. because that's. Oh, yeah. So listen to this one in particular. Bowie's New last the of it. great album. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it was. Did you just say it was Bowie's last? Absolutely. Great. great. Well, he said great album. Yeah, Scary Monsters was the last one. We'll where talk you... about that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should come on the show. Yeah. His last couple of records were really were pretty I damn agree, good. I though. agree, but yeah. you know, there was a great. after after Scary Monsters was where he was like. Bro, I gotta, I gotta make bank. (laughs) (laughs) Or it seems as if he was doing that. Oh yeah, Yeah. I think it was. Well, I think that the thing about Duran was they took a lot of influence from people that weren't very uh, marketable, and put it together into something that was. uh, Oh, it mixed together very nicely. You know, Roxy had put out that album, had put out uh, Avalon by that point, right? Which Avalon sort of that was a very stylish record, Mm -hmm. and that the sounds and everything on that. Informed a lot of things going forward, 
And I think Scary Monsters did too. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Or the, the Definitely. Bowie's kind of. But they were both before. Yeah, sure. What year right. were those? Avalon was 81. And then so was Scary so Monsters it was like, 80. A little before. So they definitely, before. I'm sure yeah. they heard it, they listened to it, and they like, yeah. Oh, they, they they're very, yeah. very proud and to say that both of those are big influences. Yeah, yeah, which is great. If you're going to take influences, you're taking yeah. a great, you know, great yeah, sure. bands. You're I mean, not I, taking I've right. definitely yeah. heard band. of both those artists right. first right. time from Duran Duran right. directly. Not really? From, yeah, oh, for sure. Okay. Um, all right, and the lyrics are cool in this because they're kind of it's kind of like a, a dialogue between two separate points of view in the yes, lyrics. Yes. Like right, there's someone saying one thing, so it's kind of like maybe the ego and the alter ego. Yeah, like, it's a struggle going other. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's very stream of consciousness. But there's just there's great uh, playing in this. The, great, um, the bass and guitar <clears throat> playing. But Duran Duran is they use words that are they use some big words which are more. That gives you clues you into that there's more going on intellectually there yeah. than you would see from the visual aspect. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, they're so oh, cute. But then, I, I definitely whenever I you like... use the word departmental in a song, you're like, <laughs> okay, um, it's it's a bigger word than say, you know, right, right. <laughs> If they weren't so good looking, I would take them more seriously. I'm going to just be 100% well, we are, we're be very, honest. We, we understand that. Uh, yeah, we yeah. forgive you for it, maybe. Yeah, it's just, I can't help it. Yeah. I know. It's okay. Um, all right. So we get the song number seven. Is uh, This is an interesting song, too. Last Chance on the Stairway. Yeah, yeah. I love this song. I yeah, like this song cool. a lot. It's cool. This one gets stuck in my head a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it does. All right, but what is this song about, TJ? Well, when Simon was in introducing it, in the 80s, he would always say it's a, a song about pulling a girl at a party. Oh, there what? you go. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's so pretty much uh, <laughs> the long and the short of it there. Uh, okay, okay. But I have a story about that one. Oh, do you? Yes, I, I never had any, I mean, it's a great song and all that, but I never had any like personal uh, connection to right, it, right. the lyrics and all that. Right. But then in uh, 90, I was in London. And I had this scenario play Look out in you. front Look of me. Look at you. My mom's right. You do lead an interesting life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went over there because a friend of mine had an apartment, uh, she, a, a hotel room for a while. And we went over there because they were recording an album. And she was she ran a fanzine. Cool. Called for Duranis only. Ah, uh, okay. She went over there to report from the scene. Me and you couldn't read it, Barry. <laughs> no, you can't even <laughs> look at Duranis. it. It'll burn your fingers. <laughs> Anywho, and uh, so we went over there to uh, be around. Right. And uh, this one night, they were out to dinner, and we were trying to sleuth on figuring out where they were. And we found out they were at this club called uh, Cafe de Paris, and it was near um, Trafalgar Square, I think. And we went there. And they were there with Anthony Price, the designer, and go. Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. Oh, And it was John man. and Nick and those two That men. was a stylish evening. It was very. We were just like, yeah, wow, man. this is the shit. Yeah, but we were like, what are we going to do to get their attention? They were over there at a table. And, and you were in the stairway. You were walking in the stairway and Simon well, LeBond we, grabbed we went you. Down. No, Simon wasn't there. It was just John and <laughs> okay, uh, Nick that night. Mind. <laughs> so we went on the dance floor and we were like, oh, we're going to dance and they'll notice. And yeah, we went upstairs after that and realized that based on the height and the, the visuals and all that, that we they wouldn't they have noticed have us if we had been yeah. on fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I decided to plant myself at the top of the stairs or you because could, if you, you could see, if you could relapse, you could see him going, "Don't look up there. Don't look." <laughs> don't look up there. <laughs> no, we were down. They were up. But anyway, 
And so I was like, ah, well, John had gone downstairs, and I'm going to plant myself on the stairs and just kind of be there when he comes up in reality. But did he know damned. who you were? He had he seen you? I've been to around. Okay. I've been around here and there. Okay. But I was also like uh, eight month, eight weeks pregnant with Marley, and so I said, reality be damned that I'm a 20 year old pregnant fan, and yeah. he's. True, true. Right. I said, I'm just going to stand here and see what happens when he comes up. Right. Yeah. Just look him in the eye. And there's a line from a movie that came out after this experience that says, I was just a girl asking a boy to like her. Uh, and I was having that kind of moment. And I was you like, had oh. that, yeah. You had that glow, though. That I, I look damn Maternal glow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> in 89 <laughs> and 90. But anyway. So I was like, well, let's see. And he started up the stairway and I was watching him and like three steps lower than me, there was a girl that I hadn't noticed and ding, she ding, was ding, also ding, waiting ding. for him. Oh. And she stepped <laughs> forward and was like, oh, hello. And he was like, oh, hello. Oh my and then they walked past me together. No. And he, when, he, when he came near me, it became obvious he had not yet seen me that night. And yes. he went, oh. Hey, and he kept walking with this girl and they uh, left together. And so I was okay, like, wait then. a second, this is yeah. just like that song that was they wrote in 83. Yeah. On the stairway. Yeah. Uh, wow. Wow, well, that's cool though. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Everything worked that out girl. good. Yeah, he, he did, I'm sure. Did. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what I meant. <laughs> Maybe before they left the place. <laughs> right, oh, probably. Yeah. God. Well, come on. Whatever. Closet sex. It was uh well you <laughs> Anywho, just you got the prize. You got Marley out. Of, you got Marley out of it. Oh no, Thank I had you. Marley already. <laughs> well, but I was, was not <laughs> Heidi Klum, and he was not Seal, so we didn't hook up while she was right. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, all right. So we <laughs> let's get off. I gotta get off. That was, <laughs> wow. that was too heavy for me. It's not heavy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's. Fun. I was like, whoa! How cool, did this just play cool out? Story. Like the lyrics from a song. It's been in my brain since eighty. Right. Right. Yeah, and here it is. Last chance on the stairway. All right, so we get to the song number eight is Save, Save a, a Prayer. Prayer. And this is another really pretty, it is. yet Ear- catchy song. This one, and it's got some great, there's some great atmospheric synth stuff in here. Yeah, 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 with yeah. With the, uh, the, the, the arpeggiated stuff in the background. Right, right. And uh, it's a great tune. Earworm, super earworm. Oh, yeah. Super earworm. And it's sort of, the revolve, lyrics revolve around it like a chance meeting between yes. two people. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, that flares <laughs> up into a sexual encounter. Of Shocker! Course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is it, okay, is it a religious person? Is that why? Don't say a prayer for me now. It's like she's sinning. Is she like, I can't do this. I'm Ooh, that's religious. an interesting take on it. Yeah. And I don't know. Save a prayer, to save, save it to the morning after. Um, like, you know. I think he's sort of using the metaphor, like some people call it a one night stand, but we can call it paradise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like, what a line. Because, I mean, okay, uh, you can call it paradise, but weekly, it's still a one night stand. My weekly, my weekly mention of Susan, my wife, she said, how many times do you think that line was used? Oh, right. Like, you yeah. mean after the song? No, yeah, yes. Like some people call it a one night stand, but we can call it paradise. Can she call goes, it paradise. You, you know, it's cheesy, but you know it's been like, it's like you walk past a girl on the phone and you go, Hey, baby, you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I have one other. This I think just about every song on this record, there's a video for, right? Uh, they made a yeah, lot of it. There is. Yeah. All right, I think there's only so three. There's, there's a fun fact about this song's video. The guitar, uh, guitarist Andy Taylor fell into... Did you know this oh, story? Yeah, yeah. He fell into water I used like as an animal 
latrine during yeah. the filming of the video and in, ended in up Sri Lanka, right? Being, yeah, yeah. And ended up being hospitalized with he got some dysentery, sort of, right? Uh, Elephant poop yeah. disease. At, at, yeah. And at, at <laughs> three minutes, if you watch Save a Prayer, at three minutes forty seconds in the clip, you can see him perched on the branch, looking a little dazed, and immediately, uh, and, and that's immediately before he, he fell, fell off and fell yeah. into the water. And, Maybe that's uh, why he left. And he, had be flo- he had no, he did. He had to be flown back to England. Yes. And then, I meant from the band, but yeah, I get it. Oh, then, right, maybe that too. In his in his uh, biography, Wild Boy, Taylor recalled, I suppose there's a lesson there somewhere. If you smoke dope and drink Jack Daniels in the tropical heat, don't fall into a lagoon full of elephant's urine. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Thank you for that, Andy. Yes. I'll be Thank sure man. not to do that. Is it yeah. now is he still so let me ask you because I will be totally honest. I well, again, again with the I honesty. say really honestly. After the next record, what was it? Seven and the Ragged Tiger yes. after this, and then they did a live thing arena, and then they kind of fell off the radar for me. They just did No, that's fine. And then they went I, to I know, do a side project. Uh, yeah. And they also did a James Bond theme, right? Didn't they? That was actually right after Arena. That okay. was the very first song that was new to me as a fan. Oh, okay. That like when oh. Y one hundred uh or Z one hundred, which one's the okay. one in New York? When they debuted the song, it was the first time I was ever hearing it, and I was like, yeah. had my head against the speaker. I wanted it in my head, you know. I was like, holy shit, a new Duran song you couldn't right. hear anywhere else. That that was a view to a kill, in '85. Okay. That okay, was the beginning 85. of my but fandom. But they actually, but they put out a bunch of records after that. Oh and yeah. They had, and are they still like a, a band now? Yes. They are. Absolutely. Okay. So what's their most recent record? Their most recent record. Super fan. I feel like you. I feel like you. Yeah, I feel like you dropped off a little. The, like yeah. you're not like well, the Jeopardy theme is going to come in right? handy right now. That it's called that music. I have. It's different now. It's different now with the fandom. Oh, you know right, what I mean? right. It has to be. Yeah, it would it be weird be. if you were still as big a fan yeah, as you were 20 years ago. That would be, be crazy. Yeah. I really don't even know how I'd deal with it. If I was like who I was then with the internet and with their children and wives and cousins posting oh, pictures right. of them yeah, on vacation, yeah. I think true. my brain would that's explode. A yeah, that's a I mean, like Simon has a grandchild now, and when his daughter posts no. a photo of his granddaughter... Son, I'm sorry. I refuse to believe My that. brain almost explodes because it's just all tied to everything you, yeah. he ever was. Yeah. And it's just a dude that has a grandchild. I'm right, like, holy right. shit. That's and of course, right. it's adorable. So you had, a, so you had to pull back things. a little. Just a little bit. Well, pr- pretty much when Marley was born, I was like, I yeah, don't, this isn't fun back anymore. Just a little. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good. Good. Good for you. All right. So <laughs> last, song, you. last song on the record, The Chauffeur. Now, did you watch that video? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It's I, this song is really cool though. It's different. This song is different than everything else on the record, right? It's yes. a, like yes. a different sounding song, and it's got uh, it's got like a drum machine stuff in the yeah. beginning instead of the it's live. It's a song drumming. you put on and side too. All right, what's the deal with the video though? So it's tell us. It's just a very good video. Is it? Is it? Is no, the video like literal? Because some video is it no, literal of the story of it? It's, well, a little bit because they talk about the car engine and all that it takes place in a um, a limo with a chauffeur and the woman uh, in her undergarments and uh, so it's sec- it's a little sexual but it's like super artsy it's uh, artsy super but angular uh, but the, the chauffeur is like is like he's I have a factoid for this song oh please let's hear it unusually for Duran Duran the song's title does not appear anywhere in the oh. lyrics oh right that Simon Le Bon had in fact written the lyrics years before he met his future bandmates it was in that magical book that he came to the first oh he wrote with. now did he write the, just the lyrics or like the song uh, it says lyrics yeah, okay, he so had like a, a poem it was, it was like a poem yeah, yeah like Simon when he was walking showed around up with poem. to his first meeting with them he had this notebook uh, yeah. and it was like full of 
all these super deep big oh, words. Oh god, they're probably yeah. like, well, the poems Voltaire. suck, but he's really good he looking. Good. <laughs> he can sing. And, and I hear that he had a uh, pink leopard skin pants on. All right. And they were just like, wow, let's yeah, let's get you're into in. That. <laughs> yeah, and he was cute. Oh, okay. Well, so that's interesting. So some of the lyrics were. Do you have some of the lyrics there, Barry? You could out read, on the tar read, read in an English flies. accent like Simon the <laughs> <Yeah>. Bomb. <laughs> if I ever do that, Sing you're free, feel free to uh, take. Exactly, a physical goal. Just a yeah. little, just a little, a little. The sun drips down, bedding heavy behind. The front of your dress, all shadowy lined, and the droning engine throbs in time oh. with your beating heart. Wow! So there we go. There you go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is a good record. It you know, record. it's it not a record, record that I, frankly, I, I will probably not revisit this record. I know. I if was you watch that, the video, you're going to hear the song a few I, times I, I, you I've seen, the yeah, video. True. I have, yeah. I was wondering that too, Barry. I was thinking, though, because I, 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 I did not enjoy listening to it, and I was yeah. picking out stuff that I didn't really maybe hear before, and I'm saying, no, right. this is good. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to revisit it or There's not. There's very few records that sort of the thing that happens with the podcast is, you this sometimes is the last listening of a record you will oh, do yeah. because sometimes. you you have to spend so much time with it that at the end of it and you dissect it and you're kind of like okay I can just put that away now but I did go back to and re-listen to all the young dudes last week and I enjoyed that oh, just nice. as much so oh, okay yeah no record. I've been yeah. I've, I've done that some of the records but yeah you're right but still no matter what even if I don't revisit it oh, I you definitely mean the got whole album a- you don't just mean the chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, we're oh, talking yeah, about yeah. the record. You're the I record. Know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hadn't huh. listened to the record since the mid eighties. You know, the mid eighties. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to lean in for that. <laughs> so that was uh, uh, no, yeah. but that's great. And uh, and uh, I will tell you, this is not a record me and Barry would have done on our own without <laughs> having you no, as a guest. But great. I'm really it but was it better than number you one fan. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I knew it was. No, I knew it was good. I knew they were good. All right, yeah. so that's it. Uh, TJ, thank you so much for being our guest. I hope you yeah. had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> did you have yeah, fun? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And despite, um, I always say to guests that it works out well, let's think about another record and not a Duran Duran record. Yeah, and it oh can't my. be another Duran yeah, no, But think about another good. record to, you want to talk about and, you know, come back next year. Yeah. We're gonna, All right. So what are we doing? What's next week, Barry? I'm, I'm so bad. I, I have believe, no idea what um, next week is. We're having our first return guest next week. Is oh, it, Woody. It, Woody Compton. And we're going to do uh, Juju, Susie and the Banshees, Susie possibly, the Banshees. which she claims, and she might rightfully be mm. so, was it, the beginning of goth and rock goth the goth movement oh, um, because okay. their, their record before that Kaleidoscope sort of tended in that direction right. but with Juju it was like okay this, yeah, is, this is to it. it this is it so um, let me make sure that I'm right about that and if so but I'm pretty sure <laughs> while Barry's doing that I will say real quick that uh, don't forget you can find us that record got me high.com you could go to our Patreon oh. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash trgmh and uh, yeah. you could put just for a dollar, one dollar, you could contribute just to become part of the show. Um, some people, have, a couple of people, have done it, but uh, really, come on, what, it's what, okay. what, what more do we have to do? It's all right. Um, you don't have to, really, if you don't we'll want. We'll send it. you a sticker or something. Yeah, yeah, we got well, stickers. Stickers. Now. And yeah, Rob's know. supposed to be doing a, a monthly newsletter. Oh yeah, that's our, right. I got to get one of those out for one of our patrons. Yeah, um, I, could, I could just call him up and just you could chat <laughs> him up, man. Say hey. <laughs> I'm correct. Next week will be Woody Compton. No, virtual. And what's Woody Compton's other connection with the podcast? Well, he is also uh, part of our sponsorship. He is the artist um, involved in Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow? So the is fantastic, this tomorrow.com, uh, yes. Our, uh, 
hilarious. Have you, have you checked it out, TJ? I haven't, but the commercials for it are hilarious. <laughs> well, well, you should check out well, the comics. Obviously, they're not that good, though, because you haven't checked it out well, yet. I, I appear as a character in one of the... Do you in, really? In, 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 in Stocky you Bear. Did. Stocky Bear. I yeah, noticed Stocky that. Bear. That's great. Stocky Bear. It's, a, it's me in a bear costume. Oh, I want to be a character. I'm going to... got to hit Woody up. I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to hit yeah. him hard. All right. Well, once again, uh, that would be high. might be a bad surprise. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the Rob the Living Asshole. It's the curmudgeon. Oh, God. The and curmudgeon. usually when people draw me in cartoons, my nose, they make my nose even bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those old, uh, those Nazi uh, propaganda <laughs> comics. The <laughs> Juden. Oh, All right, so thanks again, TJ. Uh, Once again, that record got me high. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Bell. We'll see you guys next week. Next week.